everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode 22 of the Arizona Movie Club. My name is Tyler. You know that. I'm your host. You know that. That's my co-host, Andy. You should know that. Hey there. And we are two guys that live in Arizona, obviously, from the name of our title, from the title of our podcast. If we didn't live in Arizona, this would be a little bit weird. No, we're in Montana. We're just huge fans of Arizona. Why would anybody be? <laughs> But we, we talk about movies every single week. We come with two movies that we talk about. We record them back-to-back. But every Wednesday and Saturday. Yes, that's right. Wednesday and Saturday. From here on out, not counting the Sunday. I just messed up and uploaded it on Sunday. You will be able to go ahead and listen to our thoughts and opinions on movies. This week, we just got done recording. Mom and Dad, we're about to talk about the spectacular now. Next week, it's going to be Logan and the Fountain. From there on out, we're going to try and do blockbuster movies for the summer. Well, at least I'm going to force Andy to watch movies that he probably hasn't watched and doesn't want to. Batman vs. Superman. It's just... <laughs> it's the... Uh, Please no. It's the, the That's monster. the Henry Cavill one, right? Yeah. Okay. It's the monster in the corner just staring at Andy oh, like, no. I'm coming for you, Andy. <laughs> so we watch, we watch movies right now that are old. Uh, when, when COVID's gone, finally, and everything's back up, We'll be watching movies. We'll be watching a new movie a week and then an old movie. That was the original premise of the podcast. We got to do that for two episodes, <laughs> so like, slash like four, and then it all went up to flames. So right now we're just digging through backlogs of old movies that neither of us have seen. And if you have suggestions for movies that we should be seeing, azmovieclub at gmail.com is our email. Again, that is az, as in Arizona, movieclub at gmail.com. We're also available at Arizona Movie Club on Twitter, and hopefully Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat soon. I know you're, you're probably tired of me saying that, but I promise one day it'll happen. It'll just be like, hey, guess what? We're on we everything now. We are on just about every single podcast platform, not some of the weirder, smaller ones. If you have any that you'd like me to put it on, by all means, I will do that. Right now we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play Podcasts, and we're on Spotify. And then, of course, we have our direct website, which is ArizonaMovieClub.Castos.com. We're not brought to you by Castos. That's just the uh, hosting platform I picked. And without further ado, we're here today to talk about Spectacular Now. came out in 2013, was it? 2014? 13, yeah. 13. Stars Miles Teller. Our and second Miles Teller, yeah. Our second Miles Teller film. Oh, yeah, because we didn't do Bleed for this, but we've talked about it. We've enough. talked about it at length, yeah. That might as well be, well, we did Whiplash, so this is almost our third one, then. That's what I'm saying. We didn't do believe for this. Yeah, this is basically our yeah. third. <laughs> oh, well, that, yeah, that actually probably would have been fun because you had never seen it. I had, yeah, really I liking it. it. Like, yeah, I, I just, if you even say, like, hey, you should probably check this one out, I'm going to get around to it eventually. With most films. And then there's some films I'll tell him, and it's just like. That's a short list. I, I, I kind of watch just about everything now. That's true. Okay, well. Tangerine. I still have to watch Tangerine right now. That's good. Should, yeah. yeah, we should, we should probably do a podcast on we, that. We, yeah. We'll save that we'll one. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we should. That and first, but like that's how I feel about first reform. I'm constantly wanting to do that podcast. I feel like you don't because you've just seen it kind of recently. I would still watch it again and talk about it. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, whenever whenever you want to do that, Let's we can do, do it. it. And not next week. You've got to watch Logan. That's right. We got the double Hugh Jack. And hopefully you love it. Yeah, Hugh Mania next week. Hugh Mania. I I'm trying to think of something like more snappy. I feel like Hugh Mania is just like lazy. We'll work on it. Hubris Jackman. I don't. Know. Oh boy, <laughs> we're getting further away now. <laughs> So, The Spectacular Now, uh, if you've never seen it, it's available to watch on Netflix for free uh, if you have Netflix. If you don't, just someone's password. It's not that hard. 
Don't be an adult like me and pay eight ninety nine. Don't be a sucker. Watch it for free. It stars again Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. If you haven't heard of Shailene Woodley or don't know her by name, no, I have um, not. She was from Secret Life of the American Teenager. I think is what it was called. It was like is a popular show oh. on ABC Family or something like that. I didn't know her from that, but my sister knew her from that. And she's also she got to star in the Divergent series. She's also a pretty good person in her life. Oh, nice. So yeah. Always nice when you hear about people that aren't dirtbag starting in films. To balance Miles Teller, right? I just said he's notoriously kind of like an a-hole, but hasn't like actually done anything seriously wrong. Oh, okay. And a lot of people on the internet just don't like him because of the way he looks. (laughs) Which I think is weaponized a little bit in this film. They play on that. Um, He's also good at playing an asshole. Yeah. They also, Miles Teller and Jaylene Woodley, got to work together on the Divergent movies. Oh, I didn't know he was in those either. I've only seen one of them. I got, oh, okay. I got dragged to it with my sister. We actually, so we had a trade-off. Fun story, because we did the other movie that I forced her to go see in theaters. She went and watched It Follows with me at the oh, time. Oh, fun. And my, the suffering that I had to endure was watching a Divergent film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely don't do anything. Worth it to make her go watch It Follows. <laughs> <laughs> that balance. So they're, they're both phenomenal actors. The Divergent movies aren't good. Really crazy seeing like two act and, talents uh, being wasted like that. His mom is Jennifer Jason Lee, who was just a good time. Who's mom? Uh, Sutter's, the mom. is. Uh, oh, uh, Keir, no, that's Keir Sedgwick, I thought. No, it's Jennifer uh, Jason Lee. They, they, look, just, they look, look so, look so yeah, similar. They, they really do. Yeah, yeah, Sedgwick oh, yeah, that's right. She is from Good Time. Yeah, she's the girlfriend who's, you know, Hanson's trying to extort in Good Time, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> Uh, also has, what's his name? Why am I forgetting the name Bob of the dad? Odenkirk, right? Bob oh. Odenkirk, yes. Oh, and Kyle dad. Chandler. Is that the dad? Yeah, from Friday Night Light. He's from a lot of That's, stuff. Okay, yeah. I, know I recognized him, so I didn't get the name. But yeah, just just being a white guy in my in, 30s. Of course, I love Bob Odenkirk. I love Mr. Show with Bob and David. So I love everything Bob Odenkirk touches. This film is like surprisingly star-studded, man. Yeah. Fucking Brie Larson as his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, like I, I Captain Marvel herself. The, I forgot the timestamp. It's like, oh yeah, I guess this was seven years ago when you weren't. She's got an a Oscar. Huge, yeah, like a huge star now. Like now oh. she's because she's got this Oscar from Room. This was after Short Term Twelve. Short Term Twelve is what she should have actually won the Oscar. Oh, I never saw. I never saw that one. Watch it. It is so much better. Oh, it toes the line between White Savior movie, which is like really dangerous. It was dangerously close to becoming, but it's not. It actually like delves into her character and why like she's got all these demons and problems and but she's like works at a, a foster like or at a oh, okay. yeah like a foster place for children oh, cool. um and helps them so it's a really good movie she should have won the oscar for that not room but i digress uh gotcha. yeah and also even uh what's her name as the sister yeah. re-watching this for the sixth time it was like Damn, they just pulled out all the stops. Yeah, you, you're worried that you're going to hate the sister, like, just because she's kind of posh and, and it's got her nose up in the air a little but bit. She's, and then she, of course, ends up being clutch, and, and she's great. Everything works out. I don't want to say everything works out well for Miles Teller in his favor, necessarily, but the moving parts do kind of come together so he can have his moments. In his yeah, I'll get to the, the plot synopsis here in a moment, but, I mean, everyone in this movie is so so well-rounded. You don't truly hate anyone, and I think I don't think the movie hates any of its characters. You know, that's been a recurring sure. theme that we talk about the movies that like extraordinary. I forget which couple other movies we've talked about as well. The the writer, the director of this, really wanted to make a relatable coming of age ish film for people that like my age, basically your age, probably 
just like around that kind of time frame, it's smartly outside of like the IM messages they use on the on the computer. It smartly avoids being very a pocket of time, mm. even though it's for my like made for my generation. It's pretty universal with a lot of the beats it hits. Yeah, and does a good job of to me avoiding like really easy tropes. Outside of like a couple of characters, like the dorks he makes fun of, but even then, like that, the movie doesn't like make fun of them. Like they're just like somebody has to be just a guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody gets that much off-screen time, otherwise you become Game of Thrones. <laughs> so essentially, we follow Sutter Keeley. It opens with him writing his college admissions essay. He's not doing a very good job of it because he's basically just venting about how his life was perfect to him before. because, yeah, before, because he had this girlfriend who's Brie Larson. Her name is uh, Stacy or Tracy? Cassidy. So Cassidy? Damn, I don't know how I, I messed that up. I thought so. I mean, Casey. Casey, maybe. I think it is Casey. Okay. But the main two characters are Sutter and Amy. And so Sutter, who is Miles Teller, is basically, excuse me, he is writing this admissions letter, but kind of, it's the exposition the film uses. And it's smart, you know, because it's like pertinent and relevant to his life, what's going on, what he needs to be doing versus what he is doing, which is slowly becoming an alcohol. Yeah, he's burning out real quick. This movie is kind of like a movie about addiction in a weird way and about like who we all want to be deep down. And it uses those, it uses Sutter as a vehicle for just like a lot of people I feel like that have made mistakes or if you ever felt like you did the wrong thing early on in life. Not like a singular, you did a bad thing, but like you just messed up and didn't go maybe the path you wanted. It kind of replays that, but I guess I would argue at the end, it gives us the uh, the happy ending-ish, the fantasy at least, that like he made the right steps. Yeah, he kind of had his his like turnaround moments and whatnot. And luckily he learned from like the soft mistakes, I think. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we're getting ahead. That's uh, but, but when he meets his dad, you know, finally, which is kind of what his his whole you know, arc has been about, is trying to get a hold of his dad. That was really tough. It is a very, very gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching scene when you just see basically the light go from his eyes. Yeah. And his dad not being... Tough to watch, but yeah, probably my favorite moments of that movie, yeah. Mm. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. So I'll get back a little bit to some plot stuff, just real light about it. So essentially, he's writing this letter. That's our intro to Sutter. It's how we find out about just kind of like what he's been up to, how we find out that he's a senior in high school, about to graduate. And he basically tries to rebound unsuccessfully and wakes up. And this is kind of our first insight to his alcoholism, other than the fact that the opening montage is just him and his girlfriend going to high school parties. But he wakes up blacked out. In a, yard, in a person he doesn't know's yard and doesn't know where his car is. And Amy, basically the girl at school that just doesn't talk to anybody. She's up at 5 a.m. delivering papers. Also, Amy's mom is such a piece of shit. Yeah, oh my shit god. In this movie. But also, like, Bob Odenkirk's the best, and his mom is the best. Yeah. And so essentially, that's how Sutter and Amy meet, and he's like, hey, you want me to help you out with your paper route? I need to find my car kind of works. And she is so socially <laughs> awkward. She's like, no, I'm good. I just wanted to make sure you're not dead. Yeah. Basically. And so we go from there and they kind of develop a little bit of a friendship. He's like, Hey, you know, you want to go get lunch sometime? And she's like, sure. 
cool. And it, it kind of, that's how like their relationship blossoms, but he's kind of ghosting her at first. And cause he's still obsessed with uh, Cassidy or Casey. Yeah. He's still kind of thinking about her. Yeah. It was funny when, when they kind of agree to like have a date or whatever, he's like, yeah, we should get lunch sometime. We should get lunch on Monday or something like that. I kind of, I'm forgetting that they're children and then so you, they're like, Oh yeah. shit, they're in a cafeteria. Like, I'm thinking like, he's going to take her out on a date. Like, Oh no, of course they just are going to school. But of course they are. <laughs> and her friend, Amy's friend, I forget her name, but Sarah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Sarah. Yeah. She's played by the girl. And I, I apologize for not knowing your name, girl, but from Booksmart. She's oh, phenomenal okay. in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's phenomenal. Uh, no, I, I'm not going to attempt. I thought I, I thought I knew the name, but I'm <laughs> not going to attempt it. She, uh, she, uh, Booksmart, I was going to say Superbad, but Booksmart is also phenomenal. Basically female Superbad, but like it's different enough mm-hmm. that I think it's hilarious. That's worth a watch. Go watch that. Another great kind of coming-of-age slash party movie. Like It's in the vein of Superbad, like you said. But, you know, there's female representation, so that's good. But in this film, she's just like the annoying like grating <laughs> friend. That's yeah, kind like, of in her ear to, to leave Miles Teller, get away from him, you know. Which she's right in. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe is the voice of reason. Yeah, especially at first because it's clear that like he didn't care about her, mm-hmm. or at least like romantically. Yeah, is at least nice enough to like give her sage advice of like fuck your mom and go to college. Mm-hmm. That is definitely more important. Yeah. So like Sutter's not some irredeemable character. He's just incredibly irresponsible and selfish. Is how I would would describe him. But I mean. A lot of people as are. As are most, yeah. most youth, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, like, it's hard when you're that age. And, like, he kind of lays out, like, his life, at least at the moment, seems like it's pretty sweet. But like, he learns through his dad, he learns through everything, that that's basically not fleeting and not cool to, to just do that for literally the rest of your life. Yeah, that's uh, not a, uh, a long-term plan. <laughs> and so we follow kind of those beats. We follow the beats of, like, Sutter realizing it's over between him and his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. Uh, I, I feel so bad for getting this Casey or Cassidy, but Brie Larson, we know. Yeah, we can say Brie Larson. So he's realizing finally after they talk several times throughout the film, it's over, over. She's with a new guy, Marcus, the quarterback on the uh, varsity team. Who's also like, even he doesn't get a lot of time, but he's well-rounded. I like, like his small, yeah, he has his like kind of breakdown moment where, he just kind of has that candid conversation with, with uh, Sutter about, well, when he's, you know, in his suit shop selling, you know, work, work or whatever. Like, hey, how do, you, how do you be funny? How do you do that? Like, I, I, that was so unexpected for me. Well, no, that arises because, remember, they before this, Sutter and Brie Larson had hung out. Remember, they were sitting in, in yeah, the room. I, I, I didn't mean the confrontation was unexpected. I oh. guess I meant the character kind of like, uh, not, not Marcus, kind of like breaking down, or at least breaking down his his wall, if you will. Yeah, and, and just kind of like, being like, hey, why doesn't she like me the way she liked you? It's like, whoa, that's a, that's a weird thing to ask. I, but I mean, you, like, you understand where he's coming from. This movie is very much about like staying and talking about things, or sometimes not even talking about them, but like confronting things that are uncomfortable to talk about for Marcus. It's the fact that like when you have all these expectations being the high school quarterback, he's like also either the valedictorian or the salutatorian. Mm-hmm. He's like well-regarded and really liked, but he cares more than anything about his future. Like yeah. how do I, how do I have fun? How do I not yeah. be me all the time? Which yeah, is, it, it, it did a good job. I think of showing it at least a little bit from everybody's point of view, even if the movie wasn't about this, this main thing, 
But in high school, I think everybody is just self-conscious. Everybody yeah. feels like everyone's looking at me right now and I have to live up to this one thing. And then, you know, in subsequent conversations years later with other people from high school, you're like, oh, shit, you too? Me too. Like, yeah. that's crazy. You know, like, you, I would never have thought that in a million years. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we're all just, you know, children with all these feelings and we don't know how to handle them. In Sutter is like the antithesis of that. He yeah. has zero fucks to give. Mm-hmm. He does not care. And he's, that, yeah, he's building that wall up real, real sturdy. It's interesting because I think the movie does such a good job at laying out how that can be a real help to others, but like a hindrance to himself uh, because he gives himself too many passes. He lets himself be, you know, lazy like a lot of us are mm-hmm. and, you know, can be even as adults and just kind of like languish around. Whereas, and then Amy is the the absolute like embodiment of being self-conscious because she like basically has zero self-esteem for no reason whatsoever. And guys are like hitting on her several times throughout the movie and she's like, what? No, get out of here. No, he wasn't. Yeah, it's just like, get out. What are you talking about? But I mean, I don't think she... I fully think she doesn't realize that. Like she is. No, I, I agree with you, but yeah. I just like just to, to that point. Yeah, no, nobody, uh, nobody feels good about themselves when you're that young. And it's interesting and always fun when you put really two opposing forces of nature against each other. Also, like I feel like plays the beats of the relationship really, really true to what it what those can be like. I don't. Like, I'm not, I don't see myself as a vehicle for Sutter, but, I mean, there's, like, definitely a lot of relatable parts uh, feeling like, especially in retrospect, like, were you a selfish asshole? Yeah, really cringy memories came mm-hmm. up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah, like. Being 18 was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Being oh, 17 man. and 18 was awful. And, like, also really rewarding in, like, weird aspects. Um, I, I mean, I graduated. It's not like I had my di- diploma pulled. So I didn't quite feel everything. But there are definitely moments in there that, like, ring really true and, like, sting. And I think that's why I like this movie so much. Sometimes it just, like, feels good to play play that back, you know? He had his diploma pulled, is that what you said? Like, yeah, he didn't graduate. He had to go and get... Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Maybe I sound like an idiot now, but I'm like, there's nothing on that diploma. But he's that's there, right. and he's dressed up. Like, my understanding was that if you don't graduate, you don't get to walk. Like, no, most schools actually let you walk. Oh, wow, that's crazy. We had crazy. kids in our school that had to go to summer school. Oh, yeah, I thought you were, if you were, like, a super senior, like, you just don't get to participate. I thought that was the punishment for not graduating school. Well, if you're a super senior, that may be the difference. But, like, you can fail and still be a credit or two away oh, okay. and make that up in summer school. I'm sure if it's, like, a legit, a full, sense. packed, like, year's worth of credits, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I, they tell you that far enough in advance where it's, like, you can be real close to passing or failing, and he was just failing that one class. And so that's, yeah, like, uh, presumably he got that through summer school, and then he was able to go to college. That makes sense, got it. This film was uh, filmed in Georgia, but presented as Pennsylvania. The reason... Maybe Georgia would explain how he's somehow in a bar at 18. Did, like, I don't don't get what that was. I never got away with that. Not ashamed to admit that I had friends that were like, let's go to a bar when I was 18 and 19. I never got away with it. They could see just like the like fear on my yeah. face and they always asked me for my ID and I was just like, oh, I don't have it. Okay, can you please go get it? Yeah. And yeah. I just walked and never 
I knew kids that yeah were like eighteen. They, they got away with it. See, that's crazy. Maybe Arizona is a little different because we're like the number two nation for or in the nation for like DUIs and DUI penalties and mm-hmm. like alcohol crimes and stuff like that. So every single time, and I had like a full beard at like nineteen twenty. Like every time I would try to do that, it never worked. So. I was losing my mind when he's like, "How like, how is he in here drinking openly, ordering multiple beers with like, all these like burnouts?" He does get. I mean, he does get kicked out at one point though. Or no, he tries again. And he does. It doesn't work. But then he, and then he's he in. That's right. Yeah, he's just like he's trying to like pitch to the doorman, and it's like it's not going well. The doorman is not buying any of this shit. He's like shaking his head, making a frown, and then it just cuts to him being in and it going great. Like, I don't see how that previous scene led to this one, but all right, we're we're here. He's in. I get it. And, yeah, so, I mean, that is a thing, though. Okay. It probably works, and I guess the implication is that this is a small town. Yeah. And in small, like, you know, cool that Arizona is a small town uh, in a lot of the bars, but sometimes, like, infrequently be open and closed due to not having a business or fun. So I imagine a lot of the bartenders there probably didn't have great consciences, you know, like, oh, this is money, I'm going to get tipped nice, you know, like. (laughs) This high school kid has a lot of money. (laughs) Well, I mean, lot of scratch. They would well, high school kids tend to overpay for alcohol. I, I, yeah, I, he also just had like an endless supply of alcohol. True. Yeah, he's he's clutching a flask in every scene. He gives her a flask as a gift, and it's like it sucks because it's like it is cute. Like that is. And she's like, oh, she well, she loves. She it, feels yeah. the bond, but it's also just like Jesus. Like, you like, see the groundwork of how this is not good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think the one. The one criticism I have of it is, or a lot of people had, at least the, it's a very highly reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes, has a lot of good scores, it's like a 93%. Basically, I w- I've seen this movie now like six or seven times, I really enjoy it. So I went out of my way to like read bad reviews and kind of like take that counter view. Mm-hmm. What did I not like about it this time around? Or could I find justification or a reason for, for docking at points? Um because I do kind of think, in some aspects, it was like it definitely had space in my head is perfect. Mm-hmm. But I had to reevaluate that. I couldn't just take that as gospel. Sure. And so when I went back and I watched it, I do think, and I told you this, what I would do differently is I think it needs about 15 more minutes. And I think when Sutter decides not to go with her, we should maybe see some of her journey to like college. We should see her becoming a more confident person, because I think that's implied. Mm-hmm. And I think the... Her hairstyle changed, but she definitely got more confident. It's the look in her face. Like, it really is solid <laughs> yeah, acting yeah, by Woodley yeah. and Teller at the very end. And they really, they're phenomenal. They're powerhouses. They're both great in this movie, absolutely. And the movie full of star-studded people that are actually, not just crappy stars, but, like, legit good actors. Mm-hmm. They shine the brightest. Like, they nailed it, to me anyways, they nailed it out of the park. And I think the implication is that Amy is like more confident. She's at least more, somewhat more sure of herself by the very end. But it would have been nice to see that, just to not get any implication that they they shouldn't end up back together. I don't think so either. But it's implied they did. You don't think? No, I think it's. Oh, wow. I think it's very much just kind of like, oh hey, they saw each other again. It's possible they're just barely friends. It's possible like it just kind of leaves everything open. I think it's a very open ending. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, you, you can figure out whatever you want to figure out from it. I, I think just being the romance that it was, I think it led to them getting back together. But that, that's interesting to think about, too. And, and 
Like, would Sutter have been cool with that? <laughs> like, could his ego have taken that? Like, at that point, like, hey, I got over my stuff to take you back, Amy, and then have her be like, that's that doesn't matter. I don't want you back. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't wait to see how that plays out if that he, was... When he relapsed because of that, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, he's been good for, what, a couple days? You know, has that stern handshake with Bob Odenkirk. Like, hey, a couple days into not drinking, you're no. not feeling great. So, and that's, I think, the 15 minutes could have helped establish that timeline. Sure, yeah. I think it's been a couple months. Because if you think about it, they're leaving. And she even says when they have, like, it's on when it's prom and they go to prom and they're, like, he's drunk and she's kind of drunk and they're, like, dancing or whatever in that empty place. She tells him, like, we can leave right after we graduate, right when summer starts. And then he shows up when school has actually started. School has started in the fall. Mm -hmm. So it's been several months. Yeah, yeah, at least. So that, yeah. that time cut has been several months. So... That's definitely more of a step. And who knows if he didn't even like it wasn't like he's going to AA now. It wasn't like, oh, I'm never gonna touch a drop of alcohol. I think it was more about like hey, you just can't keep ruining your life by just like valuing that over everything. Yeah. You can't be your dad. And then like I mean they Literally, have that speech dad, yeah. yeah, uh with the with the mom where she's just like, You're not your dad. Mm -hmm. Don't he did great. Like he, like it's tough to act. And I've probably talked about this before. Like it's tough to be drunk in a movie and act and, and without that seeming like, yeah, and over, like the top. over the top and you know hiccuping. It's, it's just like like too many people just oversell and it's just it's just yeah. He did great with that. Mm -hmm. um, he plays it like razor thin of like is he yeah yeah and you can believe that <laughs> for, like for he's... Sure. was he like was that, was that that's not apple juice in that flask <laughs> but like. Yeah, and it, it was kind of on the level of, like, good time when we were talking about the guy, you know, having his issues with substance abuse. When, when like, Miles Teller, like, he clearly is receiving love. He's receiving it from all around him. It's just not in the manner that he would prefer. Because at that moment, you tell that you could tell he's wanting it from his dad. And it's just, it's not coming that way. And he's like, hey, that that's never going to be something that's fulfilled the way that I would enjoy that fulfillment. And so it's unfortunate that he's just like, you know, nobody loves me. And it's just like, well, clearly there's, you know, they do, and it's just a problem, but it's it's a real problem if he, if he isn't feeling it. So it's just like such a bummer that, you know, whether it's it's fabricated or not, like he is feeling that loneliness, like nobody, you know, gets me, whatever. And meanwhile, the whole entire movie is people just telling him, hey, we get it. <laughs> like, you know, just, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. just Being a, a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe these are, are long explored tropes of these these movies, but yeah, this, this one did it pretty good. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really what this film, this film's not reinventing the, wheel, the mm. wheel. Nobody's been like, this is the first coming of age film. It's, it just like avoids really tacky tropes. It avoids making characters that are unlikable or mm. reprehensible. And it's life lesson or whatever kind of message you want to take away from it is not heavy handed and condescending. Mm. It's not like clear in a, like a fix all. It's very much just like, yeah, life is hard, but empathizing and like offering or like giving characters believable ways out is, is a good way to do that instead of just like, God, a, a terrible movie would have made Amy's accident like real bad. Yeah, I was so worried that it was like something that they, they were both going to die or anything. And by the way, like if you're someone that's like in a movie with Miles Teller, don't get in a fucking car with him. He is in a car accident in Whiplash. He's in a horrible car accident in Bleed It Out in which he like shatters his spine and he's in like a halo. 
And then he and then he gets Shay, uh, Shailene Woodley's arm broken in this one because he, he's drunk. Like, don't get in a car with him, whatever you do. The most interesting part is he got in a huge car accident. Oh, no, did he? That's why he has those scars on his face. Emily and I were talking about that. She, mm-hmm. she said, she's like, what's up with that? And then we were also talking about how he's usually very make up, whether it's in Whiplash or this one or he bleeded out. You know, like that's that's probably what it is, but we didn't know, though. Yeah, we got in a big accident. Oh, dang. Oh. And so that is ironic that, yeah, now you're pointing it out. God, you would think he'd be just, like, never wanting to be in a car accident in a movie ever again. So that'd, that'd be me. Yeah, I guess, like, the PTSD <laughs> of that. But I don't know, it's not... I mean, I know it's not. Yeah, but I I guess the whiplash one would be, like, the most intensive because we see him immediately get out of the car and basically recreate, like, right after it. Whereas, I believe in Bleed for This, it's just, like, a cut to him being in the hospital, right? Yeah. And in this, he's just sitting, standing in the car, and that whole scene is, like, it obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a lot of efforts made into that scene. Not that it's a bad scene by any means. And it's, like trying to be effective without being, like, overly dramatic or traumatic yeah. uh, and being like, hey, let's ruin these characters' lives forever. Yeah. And everybody learned a lesson? Like, no. Like, I, maybe, yeah, to your point, I'll, I'll back that up. Like, that, that would be a trope that I was kind of expecting for this one. It's like, mm-hmm. he did some mild things bad, and yeah, he's going to be severely punished, and it's going to be just awful. <laughs> no one's going to come away feeling good. That was my real worry. Like, what a Hallmark movie would have done. Yeah, I suppose so. Or even just, like, there's a lot of bad, just, like, trash coming-of-age movies that it's not as popular and Hollywood doesn't throw them against the wall as much yeah. as they used to. But it was a thing at one point. It's like, what works? Teenagers buy movie tickets. Let's just try a lot of movies <laughs> about teenagers. And it's yeah. like, this is, I mean, this was an A24 film. It so was. You yeah, that's, the quality. Right, that's crazy, yeah. They bring heat. This is what one of the films that they really cut their teeth on, though. Like, they weren't... Because this is old, yeah. They weren't huge back then. And this was the first one where I was like, after seeing this was when I fell in love with A24. And I was like, Oh, okay. I saw this and there was a couple of other bangers after this. And eventually I realized, Oh, they bring the heat on almost everything. Well, they, they sign the heat on almost yeah. everything. Cause I mean, they're just a production or they're like a studio in the sense that they just buy out yeah. pre-done things at the time. But everything they're buying is a winner. They don't like to distribute garbage for the most part. Like slice people infamously don't like, well, that's just, like, negatively reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot Summer Nights is not super well-reviewed. It's still solid, though, yeah. The only ones I, I didn't care for from A24, just because we're talking about this now, uh, was one called Climax. I was not crazy about oh, that Oh, yeah, one. you told me about that. And then uh, one called Mojave, which is crazy because it has Oscar Isaacs in it, and he's great. It was just a kind of boring one. It was a snoozer. Yeah, even, um, what's the one? The Rover. Yeah, that's A24. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. A24. Thumbs up. We endorse A24. They're going to do the green I want to buy one of their shirts. You can buy, like, just their shirts, and it just says their address, like, the New York address, and it oh, says fun. A24 production films or whatever. I was like, that's a sick shirt. I would just want the big logo. Just That, that would have been nice, too, yeah. just a big A24 logo. But that's a little too on the like nose. zooming in. <laughs> You're just like, hey, I really like movies. That's like, what your shirt says. I don't even ask anybody, like, what's on your shirt anymore, and you guys would be like, is that a band? Or I could just, like, I don't know any bands these days. I just feel old. How many, how many, like, cool shirts do you get while we're off topic? Have you, like, when's the last time someone's like, I like your shirt? Um, do you have any weird stories about that? Yeah, I have one that has, uh, even though I'm not a huge uh, Tarantino fan, as we've talked about, I do enjoy the movie Pulp Fiction. It's just cool for the fun sake of being cool. And I have a shirt that has Samuel L. Jackson on it that just says Tasty Burger. 
I love oh, it. God. I, I've loved that shirt for a long time. <laughs> It just doesn't say the full code. It just says the words "tasty burger." Every time I wear that shirt, people like it. Nice. So my, probably that one. My weirdest story. It's not like weird, weird, but one time I was walking <laughs> to a Walmart at like one in the morning. Forget it, I was like getting like an energy drink or something, and some guy sees my shirt and just goes, "It's a Black Dahlia murder shirt." And he just goes, oh. "Black Dahlia murder!" <laughs> like at the like top of his lungs, and just holds up his hand to high five me, and it was like. On impulse, I was like, I can't leave this dude hanging. So it's just like, I can say another fucking word. That was it. Like, that yeah. was like, I just kind of like turned around. I feel like I was like, that was weird. He's thinking about that right now also, wherever he's at. If you're listening to this podcast. Send us an email. What have you been waiting for? <laughs> so back to uh, back to the spectacular now and our Miles Teller fan club here. There was a Kmart sighting in this movie. Was there? A Kmart, yeah. OG Kmart. What scene was that? Uh, when he's just driving around town. I, I think it's when him and the friend are driving around in one of the many, like, we gotta get you laid scenes, bro. Like, while he's having his, like, rum yeah, and it's, cola. It's so funny, though, because even that, like, the dialogue is so true to it. It's, it's like, good, it's, yeah. it's cringy, but it's also, like, fuck, that's exactly how we talked. Yeah, it, it was it was on the level of, like, boyhood, too, like, where they're chilling out and having beards and, like, breaking boards and stuff. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was... That's that same level of good... Like good, bad. Probably not quite as cringy as that. I guess maybe, maybe you, don't, you don't spend as much time with right. them as if you let the scene go on longer with with Teller and his friend. My favorite one is he goes. Everybody talks about how expensive it is to go to a movie. It's like thirty dollars or whatever. And Sutter's telling him, "Yeah, th- of course it is." And then the friend counters, "She didn't care. She paid for all of it." <laughs> yeah, these are these are some real winners here. <laughs> And then he, who had to be pretty much like hand in hand hooked up, has the audacity to be to tell Sutter, Amy Finicky's a weird rebound girl. Yeah, get out of here! We don't know shit about anything. It almost seemed like like this movie was like she's all that. Did you ever see that one, or do you know what I'm talking about? Is like, that a man vine? No, it's the Freddie Prince Jr. one from like oh, the mid '90s, okay. where like he's the popular guy, and like they kind of like ugly up this really you know pretty girl. And and they're like, oh, you're never gonna take her, and like she's like a bet or something. I oh, okay. Can't think I'm recounting the plot of this, but it was, it was pretty much just like all of his friends are doing the same thing that Miles Teller's friend is. It's like, what are you playing a joke on us, Freddie Prince Jr.? There's no way you're taking her to the prom, right? And it's just like it kind of gross, misogynistic, a little just, bit. And it was just kind of like I was just kind of wanting Miles Teller to just like put that to ease, like, hey, shut up, <laughs> or just did something. I don't know. It didn't need to be that blunt, but just something, yeah. anything that like. Hey, this has gone on for a while. Like, yeah, we're dating. It's we're a couple. That's that's how this works. Yeah, he's I his actions say that, but his like he clearly likes her. Yeah. Uh, but his he is afraid of like he's not really afraid of what people think. He mostly does what he wants. But it, you that's kind of the line is where you can see where mm-hmm. everybody cares what people think at least a little bit. Sure. Um, even someone as sure of himself as Sutter. Also, one of my favorite things about this. This is the most realistic, innocent first sex scene ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, yeah, and it is one shot, right? It's, it's like not one, one shot, but it's. I thought it was. No, because they have the cuts from like each one of them. Oh. Okay. But it's a pretty clean. It's not a bunch of back and forth, back and forth. Gotcha. It's like long shots, long mid shots with both of them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, you guys were laughing about him taking off the shirt and every and everything, but yeah, it's. It's like a really earnest, sincere, yeah. sweet moment. And obviously it's not Sutter's first time, but mm-hmm. it... 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't even want to know if I want to say there's a like I don't know if there's a problem with it because I mean that is kind of just how most relationships do get started. Like one person usually does have more more experience than the other, vice versa, that kind of thing. Like I think very rarely is it two people on an even playing field. You know? Yeah. I, I guess that that's fair. Yeah. yeah but but there was a little bit of like, get your hands off. <laughs> don't be creepy, sir. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I I think that that's why it could have been played so weird. So so wrong, and instead it just nails. Like he he's not like creepy or weird about it. It's yeah. just genuine. It's super awkward. Like don't get me wrong, it's so cringy to watch, but it's also like you know, obviously people have traumatic experiences for their first time. We nobody ever wants that to be the first time. Sure, but like if you have just like the first time that is genuine like that. It's usually how it is. It's like weird, and there's like, oh, do we do this yeah, and, yeah. and that? And the fact that that plays so well, and that's a really easy thing for coming-of-age movies to mess up. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have you seen it glamorized, <laughs> or it's yeah. played for comic effect, or it's just completely... Or uh, the way they did it in uh, eighth grade, where it's like, oh, no, is it heading this way? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's what I was just about <laughs> talking about. Yeah. No, I love that one, too. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's just like a small thing I like about this film. This film really is like little little moments, little details, little conversations that just like ring truer and truer as I get older and older. And they're universal, but they're not corny. Is like I guess the best way I would describe it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Did, what are some notes you have? Just like because I didn't. Oh, I will pull out my notes. Hopefully, my phone hasn't died. But, oh, okay. Because I've got the beer notes, remember? I've got the fake oh, beer yeah, brands. Yeah, 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 I did not notice these. Yeah, the content that you all. Well, I'll come here for movie uh, or food or beverage, like alternate alternate. You're names. always the person, so I wasn't sure, but I had to do the heavy lifting this time. Yeah, I'm glad you did because I didn't even notice the beers were different. So he clearly is drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, but we get a quick shot of the cooler when they load it up and send his friend with this girl out when he's hooking him up, and we get a clear shot of this cooler. Wait, what was it called again? So the the fake Pabst Blue Ribbon is BB's Blue Star Brew. Okay, BB's Blue Star Brew. And there is a clear Keystone Light <laughs> substitute here, which is Wester's Brewery. You think Keystone Light, they could have just afforded the name brand. Like, it's Keystone Light. Like, oh, that's, those folks at Keystone were holding out like, no, we want 1.2 mil if you're going to use our name. Have you seen Spring Breakers? With uh, Franco? Yeah, that was crazy. It were, well, it just you'd say that reminds me of the opening scene where they're just pounding Natty Lights. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like good. the most overt but also true product placement ever like that's yeah. I mean it's like we need to show that James Franco is trash and we may be able to get some of that Natty Light money and Natty Light was like what's the context okay and then I just imagine Corin Harmony's like but it's actually kind of like a meta and then they're just like no 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 we get it it's, <laughs> it's college students <laughs> we, we trust yeah, we tr- really just like as long as it's not overtly bad we don't care if you <laughs> If you show just delinquent drinking with our product, <laughs> you got to think how many beers are like drink responsibly, and yeah. they and they try to at least keep up that illusion, and so they avoid a lot of like sponsorship with movies. Natural Light was like, no, we don't care if there's a scene with a thousand Natural Lights littered over a beach. Are they shotgunning them? Great, <laughs> more authentic. We love it. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the two fake beer brands. I, I always like whenever you bring up the, that weird trivia. Yeah, I didn't, so. I didn't have a, uh, really a ton of notes. Uh, this one, I went a lot on, on feels, and this this one was, was really great as far as that goes. It's uh, feel-good movie, so it, it's yeah. understandable. Like, uh, 
I love that, that Bob Odenkirk is in, and I know we said that once already, but he's in like the first 10 minutes of it when you're kind of like establishing, you know, who Sutter is, what his job yeah. is, what he does, whatnot. And then he's gone. And then I was really worried and I wouldn't <laughs> leave my mind. I'm like, oh no, is that the last we're seeing of Bob Odenkirk? Like, I want him back. I mean, and then he shows him. up at the end. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he's great in his scene too. I, I, He's almost, like, oversaturated now. He's in so much stuff. But, like, for yeah. a long time, he was just doing, like, the fringe, like, sketch comedy, like, and then, like, producing tons of stuff on, like, Adult Swim and whatnot. And then it's all crazy <clears throat> now that he's Saul Goodman. So, thank God he's... Yeah, yeah he... This kind of coalesced. I believe this was the same year as the Breaking Bad finale. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. And just like this, I'm sure it was filmed just like Breaking Bad was, like, a year before. But uh-huh. he was basically getting that. Quick question. Who's, like, to you... Who's the best? What's the MVP performance of this movie? Do you think it's Teller? Yeah, I, I would supposed to have to say that, yeah, just because, I mean, I don't know Shailene Woodley that well. She was great in it, but, I mean, she didn't... I think her character, it wasn't really about her character. Yeah. Even though, like, she had an arc and, and, you know, they were respectful to her character, it wasn't about her. So, I mean, I, I would say there's no chance for anybody to shine the way that Teller would, but... We're three for three on him, and I can't really say three for three of hardly anybody, so he's great. He's Yeah, there's that weird Flags movie I was telling you about. I don't know if he's great in that. We're about to watch. I remember that one. I was, it's like called, like, not Flags of Our Fathers, but it's something like that. It's like a fireman and a cop. It's like whatever. Oh, weird. It, okay. it just looks like it looked crap True. to me from the from the cover, and it was A24. That was with Steve Carell as well. I was weird. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure about it, but if we watch that Fantastic Four movie, that's... That's a stinker for sure. Okay. But man, it's so it was legit Michael B. Jordan and him in it. And then even the uh I think Jamie Bell is the guy that played the thing, and even oh, the girl okay. that played fan uh Miss Mrs. Fantastic, she was supposed to be a pretty solid actress. It's just like when we do that episode, I've I remember so much of the behind the scenes production stuff and everything. It's like crazy. I don't know why I didn't go see it. I think it was broken. I was just like, oh, it's garbage. So <laughs> I can't just do the guilty watch of it. So yeah. like I have done with every DC movie basically ever. <laughs> well, from the last like five years, we'll see some of those. Batman versus Superman. It's just in the, it's the Babadook. It's in I the mean, closet. If you pick them, I'll give it a try. But like those don't even seem like trashy fun. They just well, seem like boring. Fantastic Four would be trashy fun. Would it? Okay. That's because fine. I've got all those. Like, I had a blast scenes. talking Tokyo Drift. Like that was... That was not boring at all. There's so some, m- some of those, some of them just like boring. There's so much in the bad ones that trust me, there's stuff to talk about. But we're gonna have a ton to talk about with Logan, so we'll, we'll yes, cross I'm excited for that one. We'll cross that train when we get there. So, did you have any other spare notes before we tour this bad boy? Um, you, you've had me do a few uh, coming of age now, uh, Boyhood most recently. The, every one that you've showed me so far has been a winner, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm not recommending bad coming of age. I'm not out here. I, I can't even. Think I appreciate it because yeah, if I see one bad one, it'll be a setback for a while. Not even, not even like a, a conscious decision to be like, I'm gonna not watch it. It's just like, hmm. Well, I mean, if I keep recommending, or if I keep suggesting, we're gonna run out. Of, oh, that's true. We're gonna be holding each other hostage with movies at some point. <laughs> we're gonna be on Nick Cage movies. Yeah, one. we need fresh content, Hollywood. <laughs> Come on, you know, we got we got quite a bit of backlog we can clear through. Yep. I also like it was just inadvertently filled time without even doing it on purpose the last five minutes. Really get that runtime up. Actually, this isn't best like 45. So we're doing good. It's less than mom and dad. Jeez, I did not anticipate that would be a longer longer pause than this, <laughs> but here we are. This one, yeah, less about plot beats, more just about the feels. 
It, but it even had more of a plot than Mom and Dad. I don't know how we That's got... That's true, yeah. I'm truly flummoxed. I, I felt did. like I looked at the screen, and it was 20 minutes, and the next thing I know, it was 50. And I was like, how the hell did we get here? And Andy's talk time in that one is going to be like 85%. <laughs> 37 movies. I'm still so proud of that. That was the highlight. <laughs> that's that's a movie right there, yeah. So, you, wanna, you, can, you can score this one first. Okay, so this one... Um, I can't remember what my one for Boyhood was, but I know I liked this more than Boyhood. Oh, wow. Like, what was my one for Boyhood? I thought it was like an 8.5. Something like that, yeah. My, I did like this one more than Boyhood. I like this one more than just about every of the these coming-of-age ones you've showed me, uh, except for mid-90s. for mid-90s. Mid-90s was really, really good. A couple of minor problems with that one, but that one was like at least a 9. This one was a high 8. It's an 8.7 for me. I really like this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I think this is substantially better than mid-90s, although I do like that film. Mm-hmm. The 9.5. Oh, nice. Okay, I thought you were going to go higher. Even. No, uh... It was it was weird. It was either that or a ten. I didn't really consider the the in betweens. It was um, either one or the other. Yeah. I I could have spite and made it a nine eight just because it is a better film than Mom and Dad to me. There's not a doubt in my mind. It's just, <laughs> every bone in my body knows that's right. Well, we're different people. So but okay. I did not spite do it. I just kept true to what I thought it was. It's a nine five. I got you. Yeah, and, and the only reason like like my impulse was an eight eight, but I think actually. That's what I had mid '90s down as my first. So just by your own logic, you had to. It was because that I think is the point of a rating score is so that there's some consistency and you can go back and be like, well, I'm still the same person I was when I rated it. You know, the mid '90s. Ours is botched already, man. It's so all over the place. We're a little scattered shot. At least I'm trying to rate this down. (laughs) It'll be fun. We can, if you want, like go through all of our scores and we can do a we can do like just for fun like a a 15 minute bonus episode. We're just like. We go through and we talk about if we have any regrets letting all oh, that time sure. sink in. Sure, sure. I would probably give No Country a 10. I would. Uh, you know what? I hadn't even thought of it. Um, I'd go back and re, uh, redo Good Times and give it higher. Good Times, I'd give that one more. Yeah, I you, love you put a little low on it. I had it higher than I would have given I think I was like in the low nines or something. That one's a mid, mid nine for me, I think. Yeah. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll, let's know, listener at home. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Help us get to 2,000 listens, man. We're like 1,300. Get that word of mouth out, please. Well, I mean, we're like 700 away, but... We'll get there soon. We'll get there. We're going to have 2,000 listens, baby. Woo! Get us to a million. I have to get a tattoo. <laughs> Let us know what movies you want to watch and we will talk about them. Yeah, we, we're... We're extremely desperate. We're we have zero viewership right now. No, we, we have people that listen. We appreciate you. The first email will be very grateful for the movie suggestions, so it will probably be really nice. And then you know when you know fame and money gets to us, which it probably never will. But if it does, that's the point when we go stop suggesting this movie. We how many times have we talked about one of us, both of us have seen it? That's, that's what that's gonna boil down to. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Listen, man, when that first movie kicks in. We're just going to have, like, I probably won't go to the movie theater because I won't trust the recycled air, but I'll probably go to a drive-in, and seeing, like, a brand-new movie in the drive-in will just feel so good. Yeah. Who knows if it'll be Tenet or what it is, but I'm just going to... It won't even be ideal conditions. I can't wait to actually go back to a movie theater. But yeah, I'm excited, yeah. first couple months, it'll be drive in it up for me, and I'll just be, yeah, every single weekend. Tenet, that's... We could do... A, whenever Tenet comes out, we could do a Christopher Nolan double feature. I'd be good with that. I've never seen his old earlier stuff, so I've never seen Memento. Memento, yep. I obviously am a big fan of that one, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. You, I thought you were like, it's all right. Uh, no, I got... Memento tattoo. Is that the tattoo from Memento? Yeah, it's one of them, yeah. 
But we'll talk about that. Are you embarrassed about that a little bit? You know, we'll talk about that one. I was like, I was talking about my uh, my Daniel Day Lewis when I thought they were super cool when I was twenty. I haven't had tattoos for ten years, but yeah. As as a tattoo linking here, I like that one more. The memento. Oh, okay. Appreciate I think that. it holds up better because it's not like a person. A full portrait of, of Bill the Butcher, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not a shark tooth or a barbed wire. We'll give you that. You get credit for that, Andy. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else to say. Let me, before they get out and I have to chase them down next week, let me lock in those scores. All right. Oh, also, just, I thought it would Turn be great at the end of this movie, like when he goes and he sees Amy and she's at her new school. I thought it would be great if, like, Marcus is also dating her at her new school. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, you didn't have a thing for Brie Larson. You just have a thing for Sutter's girlfriend. <laughs> All right, um, I think we'll end on that note. We can close on that one. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, please listen, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, read my read my captions for all those episodes. I put in some work. They're great. The uh, Life Aquatic one is my masterpiece, I would say, so far. Uh, but have a great – stay safe out there. COVID is uh, rising again. Don't, don't get that stuff. But have a good night, day, week, whatever it may be. Thanks, guys.